Listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are also streaming live video on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org, and streaming live video on Facebook.com, on the Green Haven Media page, and on the New Haven Independent page. Just go to your Facebook page, look us up, and hit see first or subscribe. And follow the New Haven Independent and Green Haven Media. You can get all the great programming we have on both places. So, here we are today, January 31st, 2022, just coming out of a big blizzard in Connecticut. And with me today is Uncle Lou. How are you, my brother? How's it going, Joe? It's always a pleasure. I'm very excited to always be here. You know, you... Got to escape this uh, snow blizzard that we had, but we're new in New England. Sometimes people just have to remember it's New England. It's what we do. We have it every year. We just get used to it. It looks beautiful for a little while, and then it looks like crap. But it's New England. We get snow. It's part of what we do. It doesn't stop the weed, man. It doesn't stop. (laughs) It doesn't stop me. I just don't like it. (laughs) That's right. You may not like it, but that's why you're in beautiful Puerto Rico. My right. brother. That was the whole reason for coming here. That's so. right. So it was still a good weekend. There was a lot of really cool things that went on during the week. Uh, yesterday, I got to speak on a New York panel, which was yes. really cool. Um, and then taking it a little further, the week was also just another one of those beautiful end of the first month and move into February and kind of continue fighting the good fight as we all like to do. Um, how about you, Joe? Yeah, me too. I had a very good week, made some good connections, got some things started with Greenhaven Media, maybe some things going on the main island. So uh, that would be nice. So we can expand our reach a little bit over there, maybe cover some of the cannabis industry in Puerto Rico, because we have other people over on the main island we can collaborate with. So I've been doing that, working that way. And, you know, also enjoying the sun. I'm not going to lie. You know, I work and I play. You know, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> Joe, it sounds like it's a beautiful thing. In all honesty, we talk about it all the time. We talk a couple times a week. You know, I'm looking forward to it when I can travel out again and I'll travel out and we'll, uh, we'll enjoy a joint or something on the, on the beach, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Snoop Dogg was here this weekend. That's right. Filming a Corona commercial. So (laughs) (laughs) on the beach. We love it. That's where they they film those commercials here on this. That's right, baby. (laughs) We love it. Flew in with a helicopter. It was all it was dope. Anyway. (laughs) That's what's up, Joe. That sounds like a good time. Uh, Joe had to sneak over to give him a little joint break, but it happens, right? <laughs> no, they wouldn't let us anywhere near this place. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But you could see the I helicopter. Love it. And he was out and about at a couple of clubs. So Oh, that's just... pretty cool. Very cool. Um, so right. what else? So let's we also have with us Isaiah before we start moving into the meat and potatoes of the show. Yeah, uh, the joints and blunts. I'd love to bring over Isaiah. He's gonna pop in now. He's gonna talk a couple seconds and get you guys going, catch you up on what's going on in our in our event calendar. So Isaiah with the event calendar and making sure to keep everybody abreast of what's going on in the space. Isaiah. Hey. How are you, my friend? How are you this week? I'm great, Joe. How are you doing? How's the beach? The beach is fine. I was there. I heard the, uh, wind. I heard the wind last time I was talking to you a couple days ago. I heard the, I heard the beach wind. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm there. <laughs> well, that's part of it, man. Someday you will be here. You still, but, you still uh, playing with the rooster? No, the rooster's gone. I got rid of him. God, there you go. <laughs> couple. <laughs> he doesn't come around anymore. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't have high bazaar this weekend, but uh, on Friday we got to go to Kill a Smoke Fest. Oh, yeah. Kill a Smoke Fest! We have on the yes. show today. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. it was really it was a really good time. They have an awesome parking lot for vendors and for patients. Um, the indoor facility was really cool. It was very calm, very chill, very eclectic. Like open arms kind of vibes. Uh, all the vendors there were really cool. They had a, they had a snack booth. They had a bunch of stuff going on. Um, so music, music playing. Yeah. Uh, they had some music going. I think later they'll have entertainment probably, but they did, uh, they did a cannabis cup and then last Friday they did their edible cup. So check out their page for more events like that. They also have Friday and Sunday going. You could check their page for their hours. And if they're going to be doing any cool little events, you yeah, and uh, and you'll talk to them about that today. So they're awesome. Um, yeah, we, we will be have, chatting with her. We have all the the normal events this week: Paper City, PBS, uh, the High Bazaar should be going this weekend. But I really want to highlight uh, your Green Light to Recovery on Thursdays for Dr. Aaron Doolittle. Uh, it's a recovery program in Hartford. Um, okay. Her programs are going to be getting more and more attention because she's really awesome, and we really want to we really want to promote her because she also is very interested in working with other people who are doing like grow classes and like also, you know, just a lot of really fun stuff, a lot of educational stuff. So, and also uh, we're also going to be putting out more posters and fun stuff about our infused cooking class that we got going in February. So that's very exciting. That's on the 19th. Um, We also have, uh, I see there's a resin cup on Saturday. I was just, you you stole the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to say the resin cup is a hash contest and you can go to gene traders or at resin cup to um, find out more information about that. But that is this weekend and that will be very exciting. Oh, that's in New York, very exclusive event. Yeah. And uh, it'd be a very yummy event. I imagine. I also see the CT420 meet and greet that was canceled this weekend has been rescheduled to this Saturday from 10 to 4. So that is another like educational event, also just networking, kind of like young emerging professionals kind of vibes, you know, very like bring everyone together and shake hands and, and just chat, have fun. Great. And then we also, of course, this week on Greenhaven Media, we have the Cannabis Policy Watch coming up tomorrow night with Grant Smith Ellis. He had a great show last week with Jason Ortiz on there. Uh, So that was really good. And then we also have on Wednesday for this week, the Still Token Show, which is a very eclectic show. 
And, of course, as you all know, last week they had the great Tommy Chong Chong on there. And if you want to check that out, it's up on our Facebook page, and you can check that out. Uh, Yeah, so Still Token will be up on Wednesday night with a new show at 6 o'clock. And then, of course, on Thursday, yours and mine favorite, Peasy, to be blunt with Peasy, comes on Thursday night. And Peasy's going to be talking a little bit about uh, the infused cooking class. We're working a little bit with him. And I just want to mention, as far as the infused cooking class goes on the 19th, you can check that out. You can find that event on the Greenhaven Media page, the mm-hmm. Cannabis Corner page. You can look on Instagram and get a link to it. Uh, we have a, you know, we're going to, we give discounts to medical marijuana patients, and we're going to be doing some promotional discounts with other, other vendors and other uh, radio shows, you know, other podcasts. On uh, the High Bazaar and the Kill a Smoke Fest, they're both sponsoring along with Arden and Canna Health. So we got a lot of good people involved in this thing, and we want to make it kind of a community event. We are offering discounts with various codes. So just keep your eyes open for on the Instagram for the codes and, and you know, for the specials that we're going to be running. Uh, but, yeah, we'd like to pack that class and get the community out, teach them how to make That's some edibles. Teach them how to make some lotions, salves, tinctures. I mean, it covers the gamut. It's not just food. I want people to know that. Oh, yeah. Full spectrum. Yeah. It covers all that you can do with cannabis once you have the plant in your hand and ways that you can use it. Uh, so, yeah, you can, if you want to learn how to make a tincture, Uncle Lou will show you that. A salve, a lotion, you know, how to uh, use distillate for cooking, how to make butter out of flour, all kinds of stuff. It's great class. I've taken it myself. So I do know that it's good, and Lou gives you a little hands-on demonstration. You get a little goodie bag at the end of the end of the class. So I'm pitching it real good. Oh yeah, you're, you're, you're throwing down all the. <laughs> but I like it. I look forward to it. You know, my background is education. I ran a cannabis school. I ran a broadcasting school. So I like to see. You know, uh, you know, I like to help the people educate and learn, of course, so they can get into this industry in whatever area that they want. You know, that's what it's about. You got to give back to the community. So uh, we're waiting for our guest. What are your plans for this weekend coming up? We know we missed the High Bazaar, but what are your plans? Where are, you go- where are we going to find you out this weekend? Where you're going fi- you? to find us at Kill a Smoke Fest, and you will find us at Saturday and Sunday. You'll find us at the High Bazaar. We will be oh. there. They will be. We will all be there. So the party and is Lou on. Lou will probably be up at that resin cup, I'm assuming. With our good friend Lupino, yes, sir. All right, very good. So Lou up in the city. That's right. He's hanging out in New York. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So look, Cassidy's on. Our guest is on. So uh, why don't you can why don't you bring Uncle Lou back and uh, good talking, yeah. Hi, Cassidy. Oh, she's muted. You're good. You'll figure it out. <laughs> there you are. I think I got it. Yeah, you got it. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Good. Hi, how are you guys doing today? Doing good. Good, good, good. Um, we're just going to get Lou on the air and bring you right on to the show. Peace, Joe. Bye, Cassidy. See you on Friday. All right. Very cool. All right. So our first guest today on the air is... Cassidy Lynn of the Kill a Smoke Fest, and Cassidy worked her way through college 
And she also worked at the LLB, which uh, is the legislative office building, for those who don't know, up in Hartford. And she helped some change some legislation up there and started her career. Uh, when the pandemic came around, though, she lost her job stability and decided to start a business in late June of last year, which was Kill a Smoke LLC. She wanted to be a one-stop pot shop. And in August, she had her first festival. And after that, she started working other people's festivals and decided, you know what, it was time to launch her own venues rather than work other people's venues. So she already had a team of people from her first event, Cassie, to put them all together. And she wanted to create a brand new venue that allowed everyone to thrive. So she has a $10 door fee so everyone can make a living. And it's going great so far. Every week they have more and more people. And in the long term, Cassidy wants to do nonprofit work to combat homelessness in our state. And she plans on getting that shell of her nonprofit going this year. So kudos to you, Cassidy. Good luck with that. And welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I ran a nonprofit myself, and I know there's a lot of work putting to you put into it, but the rewards are definitely uh, worth it in the end for sure. So Good luck with that. And any way we can, you know, support you in that, please let us know. But here we are. You got the Killer Smoke Fest now. You've worked at the LOB. What did you do up at the LOB? Um, I was an intern actually in the Republican Caucus, but oh, I wound up okay. doing a lot of different stuff. Um, I did some grant work. I wasn't really proud of that work because I don't feel like our money's being appropriated to the right causes. But I right. did a lot of lobbying too, and I was able to get low-income families access to child care so they can further their education. It was supposed to be part of this two-gen program to pull low-income families out of poverty. Um, and I got the like last federal TANF grant available. Um, nice. But I feel like I could have done more. And I feel like there is still a lot more to do because the problems in our state are definitely getting worse. And right. You know, with the rent rising, like to double the price it was last year, how are people supposed to survive? There's no wages out there to reflect that cost of living. And that's where I'm concerned. So that's why I, I created this. Like I wanted to give people a chance to to launch themselves as entrepreneurs without needing $30,000 to get started. You know, right. if you've got an idea, if you can make something you know, I've got a spot for 10 bucks and you can come join us and you can make a living for yourself. And I think that that is a beautiful thing. Um, but like I said, I, I'm, I'm really concerned, like long term about the trajectory of the state. Like I almost feel like, well, all of us should get out of here before it's too late. Well, uh, to be honest with you, Cassidy, that's one of the reasons I did. You know, as you know, I relocated during the pandemic because the same thing happened to me. I had two nice businesses going a CBD store and a medical marijuana business. And they both got shut down during the pandemic. And I realized that I was paying way too much money and getting too little for living in the state of Connecticut. I moved to Puerto Rico and now I'm, I'm working remotely and there are some down, you know, drawbacks to living here, but I got to tell you, I'm not paying every month for car insurance. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not paying all the money that it takes to live in Connecticut. And like you say, the rents are go are like doubling the prices of gasoline. The, and then, you know, it's hard for a small business person to even start, you know, like you say, without $30,000, 
to get started in Connecticut. And I really appreciate what you guys are doing over there to give people kind of an incubator, almost like that farmer's market type model, which works so well, you know, out there in the community, helping farmers get their stuff out there. So why not do the same thing in the cannabis industry? And, and you never know. Some of these people, uh, like you say, can make at least a little bit of a living now. And who knows, as the legalization progresses, may actually be able to get in and be a, a part of the legal industry. And I and- should warn people trying to go into the legal industry right now. There's a danger in our community. Mm-hmm. Setting up vending tables with weed is not legal. I don't care what mayor backs it. It doesn't make it legal on a federal level. And None I'm of it scared is, right? for the people that continue to do this because they are putting their, their futures in jeopardy. You will never be able to sell marijuana legally if you put your future in jeopardy right now. And I mean that very true. with all yeah. honesty right. and because I really do care about all of us and I want to see all these mom and pop weed shops I do believe that they belong in the industry but don't get yourself barred from the industry to make quick cash right now and that is my warning to the community like please whatever you are doing just be careful it is not legal federally and if you get in trouble on a federal level you will never ever own a legal pot shop in the state of Connecticut or any other. Take it from somebody who knows. I, uh, I have suffered with that because I have a federal felony, but it's from over 30 years ago, 30 years ago. And it still haunts me from being able, I was not able to participate. I couldn't work in a dispensary. I couldn't work in a cultivation center here in Connecticut because of it. So that's why I had to work in the ancillary businesses of, of working a medical marijuana office and working. So I do understand that. And I want people to, I think you make a very good point. Um, those kind of things don't come off your record very easily. And they are very much a, um, a deterrent to being taken seriously, but no less, it's basically written in the law that if you're a felon, you can't do it. You can't be in, you know, you can't participate. So exactly. I, I, I agree with you on this. Whatever people are doing, um, they need to keep their nose clean. You know, basically, that's all I'm going to say. That's the best way I can put it. Yes, a lot of these people do <laughs> qualify for the social equity program. But if you get yourself arrested, you will never qualify for social equity. You will never qualify to be a legal marijuana shop and a lot of our community is eligible right now and they are going to open the gates more and more as time goes on we just have to be patient i don't want to see like a bunch of great people get blanked out of this market you know and i know i know it's coming because what's going on right now is reckless and it has to stop like for the safety of our community if we really care about each other Quick bucks don't mean anything when it comes to federal charges on our community. You know, that is an extreme danger. You can have a pot party. You cannot have pot vendors. You can set up Mm. your place. You can legally smoke inside. You can set up a pot party that allows that. But please, I'm highly suggesting to all of the community to not set up anywhere with weed on your tables right now because Our state is being looked at. I know we are. 
I well, I can tell you, and Lou, I'm will attest to this that when they in Massachusetts, the same thing happened. They were allowing this for a while, and then when the regulations and the licenses started to be handing out, there was a big difference in everything. But I, yeah, I I'd like to like kind the of the licenses we, start to get issued on the third of February, so that's right. something to keep in mind. They are beginning the process, and none of us want to be blacklisted. I know I want to be a legal marijuana shop, and I'm not going to ruin my chances at doing that because I think I'm going to be successful. I think I'm going to be a huge name in this industry. But you just got to yeah. do it right, you know? Don't try to jump for fame before you're legal. And, you know, it, too much of the system has already been exposed. I feel like our community is in massive danger and needs to be restructured. And I know I'm not going to be listened to by all, and that's fine. Well, but we're I'm giving only you a platform right now. We're giving <laughs> we you a platform you. right now. So. You're, you're on a platform. You're sharing your you're sharing your thoughts and opinions, and we really appreciate that. Tell us a little bit more about your event, though, so that way we can highlight what you have going on. We'd love to highlight. Which yeah, what is the difference? Like, what do you guys do? That's no, that's not, a little no, bit different. Let's not. Let's not. Just what do you guys? What do you guys do? And we're excited, and we'd love to know about it. Isaiah speaks very highly of it, okay. so we'd love to. You know, hey, if this is what so you do, what we're in, doing then- is a little different. Um, we're just doing like games where you can win weed. We're giving out complimentary infusions. Um, we have kind of like a a fair theme going a lot of different crafters um we're getting musicians from the community coming in and you can smoke weed on the top floor i have two floors the bottom floor you cannot smoke but the top floor you can smoke weed and hang out with your friends we're creating a little vip section if you if you ever buy vip there'll be complimentary coffee and I, i'm purchasing like a beautiful couch and just a, a secluded nicer area we can create a cannabis culture if we don't have vendors promoting illegal products and that's what we're going to do this we're going to create you know essentially like a weed bar um, somewhere where you can go and hang out with your friends on a Friday night and smoke weed and have a good time and play some games. On Sundays, we do weed bingo and you get to win a bunch of really amazing prizes from everybody else. And I, I mean, it's always had great you reviews. You know what, Cassidy? It was a good we, time. We would love to continue to support as we can. Um, we'd support as many people as we can. Greenhaven will, Isaiah will make sure you guys have a gift, uh, some for your raffles and your events from, from our organizations uh we'll throw some things oh yeah i'm gonna be donating to something you guys are doing too um he said something about cooking with cannabis so i'm gonna be crafting little goodie bags for you guys much appreciated and we'll we'll, we will support Mm -hmm. you and promote you throughout the event as well and you're welcome to come obviously if you don't have an event going that day you are obviously welcome to come on up it's in north haven i don't know how far that is from you um but I, I like your concept. I think the idea of a party, like almost like a BFW where it's what a I'm hearing, membership. Yeah, because what I'm hearing is this is not necessarily a straight-up vendor fest. What this is, we're literally talking about the the celebration of a culture, and you're coming in. And you know what I mean? You have the opportunity to interact with the, with the, with the, with the subculture. You get the opportunity to see a different viewpoint. You get to see a different group of individuals, which is always nice because change is awesome. And – 
being able to open this up to a new area in the state is also awesome. Um, right. Because you guys are in a different township than some of the other events that are going on currently. So, because there's things going on throughout the entire state. I know we, you know, we have a great calendar of events that we're very excited that you guys are a part of now as well. But you can literally see how much this culture has, has continued to expand over the last, it hasn't even been a year yet. You know what I mean? We're, it hasn't yes. even been a whole year yet. So to see I just so want much- to make sure that everyone understands how we can comfortably walk into this and do it in a way that isn't going to hurt us all. And I feel like there's been some misunderstandings and maybe even I misunderstood some of these laws. And I just don't want to see, like I said, everyone get in trouble. I want to see this culture grow and thrive and we can do great things and we can show them that, you know, cannabis culture is a great thing. I want to do like a a cleanup for cannabis in in the springtime where I offer people goodie bags to come do some good for the community. Um, We just basically go clean up a state park in a day and we could show them how fast people in this like-minded industry can get something done. And I think, I don't know, there's so much potential here. I like your idea of the nonprofit benefiting the homelessness. Now, I, I, you know, that would really, I think, you know, the cannabis community coming together to help the homelessness. uh, I think that's a great cause right there. Honestly, I feel like a lot of these vendors are also those people that need that advocacy like they're struggling financially and like that's honestly why I'm doing this because I'm watching so many people fall at the wayside like and become homeless and not be able to get into the next place because now it's $2,500 a month just to get to walk through the door and how are single parents supposed to do anything about that how are they supposed to, to feed themselves We don't have livable wages. Like we need to be combating this somehow. And I've been thinking about this nonprofit for homelessness since I was a young child. This isn't a new thing for me. This is just the first time it's been heard. Um, But I've been ready for this basically my whole life. I I just thought I was going to start with homeless children, but now I'm seeing a bigger need in our state. I saw a homeless disabled man like a month ago crying, walking up the street. And I did something nice for him. And he told me that I was like an angel or something. And I did not feel like an angel in that moment, because if I was an angel in that moment, I would have had the means to save that man. And I did not. And that's what bothers me. We need to do something. I've watched so many people struggle. I've come up from nothing. I've lived on the streets. I know it's a serious problem and nobody should have to scratch and claw their way to a comfortable living. Right. This is not okay anymore. Right. And I don't know how we're supposed to, to do this because if I don't get, if we go to the private club sector and a nonprofit, I will be able to open the segue to weed a little bit more, but that we need protections in place because right now, you know, as things are going, I, I'm scared for the weed. Yeah, the industry I think a flux. lot of people are misunderstanding laws and they can get themselves hurt. Yeah. The weed industry is in flux right now. And you know, the session is coming up in a week. So, you know, the laws are going to be tinkered with and toyed with. And I think people need to understand that, um, you know, it's still important to stay involved and keep tabs on what's going on because the laws will change and you have to be aware of the changes they make. You have to be, you have to almost look through those 167 pages 
word for word to really understand it. And even then, the legislators may have a different uh, interpretation in mind than you do. So I think it's important for people who want to get involved in the industry to make sure that they are up on the law and keep their eyes on any new changes that are coming. And, and you bring up a good point, and I want to bring that home. You know, just because we got legalization, the work is not over yet. And that's the key. And I appreciate what you're doing up there to keep, you know, to keep cannabis, um, keep cannabis going, the small community, because what happens a lot when it becomes legal is the small communities disappear. So it's important that we all stick together here in this state and make sure that the community that helped get this stuff legalized sticks together as one and, and are all on the same page. You know, I'm hoping maybe we can get actually a conference together where everybody from the state gets together in one place. Well, we have a conference up. coming up. We That's what that was the lead in. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll make sure everybody's in touch. Um, Leo actually just popped in here. So I really want to give a shout out and Cassie, please hang out with us. We want people to know how they can reach out to you. So if you can give us some contact information, um, we'd love if you stay on. Leo is an amazing individual and works in, in all the places he is. And if you guys can connect as well, it'll be an awesome thing. So please stay, join us. Joe, let's do it. Let's pay some bills, Joe. How do bills, we get in Joe? touch with you, Cassidy? First, how do we get in touch with you? Yep. Um, I'm on Facebook as Cassidy Lynn. Um, and I have an Instagram, but I don't really use it. It's Killa Cassidy. I don't know. Anyway. Is that how people are going to reach out if they want a vendor booth or something like that or where they can buy tickets? Where can um, they, they buy tickets off the Facebook page or... Uh, yeah, I have a, a Canna Party CT group, um, and I post Ticket Leap uh, for buying tickets to the, the events. Um, the vendors, it's going to be a different program that's going to be a membership. Um, I'm actually, I just got my uh, POS system, and I'm crafting the membership for them now. Um, so that's in the works, but people would have to reach out to me personally. So probably like Perfect. a Facebook message would be the most efficient way. Okay. So you can All right. follow so. in a parties and, or uh, follow you on it. Uh, and it Facebook. sounds like next week, Cassidy, will have all of that information in place and she's building it up and she'll be ready to go. So when you have your updates, please make sure to share them with us so we can get it out to our community as well. So we can make sure that everybody has the most pertinent up-to-date information for everything you guys have going on. All right. Sounds great. Right. Thank you so much, guys. Joe, you're pay some bills, brother. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. And we are also streaming live video on Facebook at Greenhaven Media and at New Haven Independent. Just go to your Facebook page. Look us up, subscribe, follow us, hit C first, and you can get all the great programming that we have here on WNHHLP. All right, ready. With us right now, we have the esteemed Mr. Leo Bridgewater, great friend of the show, great friend of ours. Leo was born and raised in Trenton, New Jersey, and in 2001, he enlisted into the United States Army in response to the September 11th attacks in New York City and Washington, D.C., Leo spent five years as a telecommunications specialist with multiple deployments in Iraq. Leo's advocacy has seen him testify in the New Jersey Senate Committee to have post-traumatic stress disorder added to the New Jersey medical marijuana program. In September of 2016, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie signed the bill uh, S-2345 
adding PTSD as a qualifying condition for the New Jersey Medical Marijuana Program. Leo is also an advisory member, board member for the Cannabis World uh, Com- Conference Business Expo and the National Director of Veterans Outreach with Minorities for Medical Marijuana. He's also partnered with organizations like the Coalition Medical Marijuana New Jersey, Women Grow, Drug Policy Alliance, the American Civil Liberties Union, Cannabis Cultural Association, the, the New Jersey Cannabis Industry Association, and the New Jersey Cannabis Business Association. As a partner of Heart Community Capital and co-host of Smoke and Heroes podcast, oh, there's a good new podcast we can talk about, Leo hopes to be a vessel by which the industry works through. He's married to Dr. LaShonda Bridgewater, PhD, and has two children, Leo Jr. and Langston, five years old and 15, respectively. So, Leo, it's a pleasure to see your face. It's great. you know what? First of all, it's 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 uh it's it does my heart good just to see you two post COVID. You know what I'm saying? Because we've so many people. You know, um, it 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 really uh it really does my heart good. Happy New Year! You know what I'm Thank saying? Thank you. Happy like, New Year! Like for real. You know what I'm saying? And 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 um, I, I miss y'all, man. For real. <laughs> we miss coming down yes. to Jersey too, and New York, yeah, man. <laughs> All over the place. It's it's these are these are the friendships that have built from years and years. Uh, we call them the uh, the foot soldiers of the cannabis war, you know. And you know uh, what? It's crazy because you said, and and I want I want the folks that are listening and that are watching this understand some operative word years in plural years. You know what right. I'm saying? And it's important because you know remember I said post COVID and everything like that. One of the things that I find is interesting is that we have this whole brand new audience of people who went from kind of curious to kind of serious because they had to, because they ain't got no jobs to go back to, you know, um, all these things. And there's all this history that they don't know. And for a lot of them, you know, uh, instances like this, they're going to feel like they came in the middle of a movie. And right. don't want to ask what happened. What did they miss? You know what I'm saying? Right. right. So it, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, um, folks don't realize this, this thing is tribal, at least here on the East Coast. It's very tribal. You know, and these tribes got <laughs> shamans, uh, village elders, warriors. I mean, you know, y'all know we even got some village fools up in this tribe. So I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's, 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 it's a lot. So hold on, y'all. Here we go. Right. And it's a, the key is we got to keep our tribe together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there, there are other entities that are involved in this industry that may not have the same interests at heart that we do. Uh, well, you know. you know what? This is a good point right there. We talk about those loyalties recently. And this is, I guess, an easy, low-hanging fruit that we could all kind of hit at. Belushi Farms just partnered with Cureleaf. You know what I mean? You know, you get those ideas that you're like, oh, you know. But at the same time, a lot of times people don't understand those large distributions, those companies, those bigger entities, you know, do do some good. You know, there are some departments that do the thing that they got to do. There's some good work. They sponsor some good activities. And you get some people that come up and say, you know, there is a principal that does say, listen, 
I have to be able at, to, I have to be able to be at the table to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, oh, there's there. I always say like this: uh, there are those of us who need who who rage against the machine, and then there are those of us who need to rage within the machine. Right, right, and and, right. and so you know, uh, although our tribe is small, you know, we're everywhere. Exactly. And so. You know, the, and, and the crazy part is, is that the degrees of separation for most of us is like less than two. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we all talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? We all know each other. One of the things that I've been like pushing as far as like my advocacy here in New Jersey is in, in talking with lawmakers and decision makers and so forth, people who are who have influence over policy is that, you know, one of the things that I think is being missed here by those, by that group of people is that this is, we, we up here where we're from, you know, we have to take a regional approach to this. Right. You know, this is not defined by some state line. You know, mm -hmm. you, you cannot talk cannabis legalization in New Jersey and say nothing about, you know, New Pennsylvania, New York, or Connecticut. It don't work that way. Right. You know, the proximity. All, right. And then on top of that, there are certain aspects to this particular region uh, that, you know, you have to live here in order to find out. For instance, you know, <laughs> yeah, too, yeah, very right? true. Very yeah. true. It, it, you know, people in New York actually do their shopping in New Jersey. I'm from you know Brooklyn. Saying? And yeah, and people in and 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 it's and people in, in Pennsylvania and New York come to New Jersey to get their gas. But people in New Jersey go to Pennsylvania to get their cigarettes. Right. And right. so it's not unusual to find somebody who goes from Philadelphia to New York every day from work. Matter of fact, it's people that go from D.C. to New York every day. Now, right. that's stuff that 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 tourists wouldn't know. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. the fact of the matter is, is that this region is now the new ground zero for the next evolution for the cannabis industry. Agreed. You know, um, I do believe that the next the next ground zero for the next evolution, will be somewhere in the southeast. South. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. I'd say if, yeah. if Florida or Georgia go, right, then you're going to get the south moving along, right? Because I mean, you know the West Coast did their thing. You got the Midwest now doing their thing, and and it's our turn now. <laughs> hey, well, I, turn. I, I liken it to think about this is how I liken it to think about you know when you you know someone got their arm broke, you know what I'm saying, and then you get the cast taken off. What does that arm look like? Well, it's skinnier. Oh, it's yeah. all peely. It stinks. You know what I'm saying? And the only thing that's going to cure that is time. You know, you got to build that up. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, this country has been left-handed dominant for over 20-something years. Very true. You know? Very true. And, and so now, you know, and, and, and you know, I, 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 I hear a lot of times, oh, the East Coast don't know what they're doing. The East Coast has crappy weed. Okay. <laughs> We've been getting locked up for this, and yeah, this wait, you know, wait. and and understand something, you know, just so we're clear, you know, uh, New York is the number one cannabis consuming city in the world. Okay, that didn't happen by happenstance. That's not some fluke of, you know, a freak. They, gotta, of they got to weed somewhere, right? right? You know what I'm saying? And they all come from the West Coast, so I'm no. just saying. You know, ah, you know, like where did sour diesel come from, my friend? Chemdog, you know where I mean? did that come from? You know what I mean? So there's so so when you think of all of the ills that is the cannabis industry, 
you know what I'm saying? Be it, you know, uh, you know, lack of diversity, you know, access to capital, all right. those things. When you look at all of them and you, and you surmise them, all roles lead back to education or lack thereof. Right. And so for us, you know, you know, like with me in terms of my own personal evolution from activist into businessman, entrepreneur, you know, right. for me, I realized, uh, it, and it was after we had gotten, you know, uh, it started happening, you know, once PTSD happened, because then you got Canna Gather, we were, you know, me and Ronnie Soto were doing Canna Gather, shout out to Ronnie Soto, you know, um, one of the things I realized was that, oh, snap, you know, uh, I got to become that which I've been screaming about. And right. so a lot of us who got into this business or got into this, we got into it because either something happened to us or somebody we love. And that's a whole nother motivation. It's a motive, different motivation, right. Exactly. I agree. Same with me. Exactly. Yeah. It's a different kind of motivation. And, you know, and when and we move differently. You know, um, hence why when Joe LaChance and Lou Vega get on the on the call together, we're actually just loving on each other because we ain't seeing each other. It's 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 a it's it's deeper like than catch up. Yeah, correct. It's 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 so much deeper. And I try to tell people who are new to this that you know, like, look, y'all, you know, thank you for the accolades and thank you for the the kind words of encouragement and everything like that. But understand something. Um, within within my tribe, Leo Bridgewater is so not an anomaly. I am not right. an anomaly in my tribe. You know, everybody, you, right, right. When you hear me giving me giving these speeches and all this other stuff, or I'm up there talking to these these politicians and I'm raising hell, really is just extensions of our conversations. You know, what <laughs> the stuff you're just passing the message. <laughs> you know, that's right. the best thing about it is you know we all use our platforms to do what we have to do. You know, this show's going on four years now here. And so we were doing this a little bit before before we even got onto the show, doing, you know, a big shout out to New Haven Independent. We really appreciate them supporting mm. us for all this time and allowing us to have this platform. And we're public on the radio right now. You know what I mean? Like people are driving in their car listening to us. They're they're at the mayor's office listening to us. And yeah, the mayor through, listens to us. You know, really? so this is, yeah, yeah, so this is through hey, the power of mayor, turn it up. It's about, <laughs> about to pop it right now. Turn it up. So we really do appreciate the New Haven Independent and everybody, um, WNHH and everything that they do for us as well and the media platforms that they've been able to help inspire us as well. You know, we have Green Haven coming up. So we're, we have the whole podcast thing going on with video and we'd love Joe will talk to you about that in the future. Big shout out to Eve, Eve Santana from High Beautiful. You know, she, she's been kept us connected for many, many years. We do our Connecticut See? Cannabis Convention here every See? year and. She's a huge part of it. Big shout out to Kibra. Big shout out to Jess. Yep. Big shout out to, to Rainy. So big shout out, you know what I mean? To the guys down in Happy Monkey. Big shout out to Astro Club. This is when yep. you start talking yep. cannabis in the Northeast. This is what you're talking about. You're like, okay, cool. What, what are you talking about? Well, right. when we go down to Jersey, we visit the homies. It's not, yeah. you, you know. I was about to say, you just named all family members right there. Yeah, like, like yeah, right, we're going right, to get right. food. We're going to talk. Yep. And people are going to be like, you guys had a meeting? Like, and then they're like, the meeting of the biggest heads in cannabis and blah, 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 blah. We were like, nah, we were grabbing pizza. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) We was grabbing pizza. 
Like, yeah. you know, I love it's the camaraderie we had. I loved when we used to travel around to the different states and we'd all like compare, like, so what are you dealing with now? What's your battlefield like in Jersey? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll tell you about our battlefield in Connecticut. Maybe get some tips. Hey, how do you handle it when a legislature say, I love that. And people don't understand. It was a group effort, not just from the people in our individual states, but we made a group effort between, like you say, New York, New Jersey. It was collaborative between all the northeastern states because we would get together at these conventions and at these events in various places. And, and yeah, share tips, tricks, how to, you know, and, and we all helped each other. And it's, it's great because we all kind of got, uh, you know, the legalization bills through almost at the same time. Almost yep, boom, yep. boom, 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 one right like after domino. another domino effect. Yeah, yep, that's true. If you if you think about it, you know, like the the last few lines in that intro of mine's, you know, where I said where it says uh, Leo looks to be a vessel by which the cannabis industry works through. That's actually a, a accurate description of all of us, to be right. quite honest with you. Because you know, when I'm when I'm in front of these politicians and like I said, you know, uh, folks who influence policy and so on and so forth. What I am actually is a summation of all of our conversations. You know what I'm saying? The conversations I've had with everybody else. So those, those thoughts and those ideas and stuff like that, and however it is, it actually has an influence from other states, of uh, folks that have come together and said, what, Leo, you on debt? All right, this is right. what you need. Uh, like, everybody that I have uh, counseled with in, in my endeavors over the years, you know what I'm saying, um, has has had, has had poured so much into me, you know, that it would be a travesty if I didn't take those things and, and, and present them in a way that is easily digestible by those, because you have to understand something, guys, you know, you've heard me say this before. We have two types of people in every level of government here. You know, you got Jetson. There we go. Yep. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yep. And you know who they are. Yep. Based off of the words that they use. And so. Gateway drug. If they still say (laughs) gateway drug. Flintstone, yabba dabba do, baby. And, so, and, 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 and I always tell people those designations literally transcend race, gender, religion, and more importantly, they transcend age because there's some age. young ass Flintstones out there. Yes. But yes. what's interesting is as, bam, I bam. Travel around, as I travel around the country and I talk with people, I'm starting to figure out. It's a lot of Jetsons out there pretending to be Flintstones, Flintstones because it's them. much more profitable for them to be a Flintstone than it is for them to be a Jetson. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you have to, you know, when you're talking about, you know, and, and realize, you know, New Jersey is a little extra because, you know, New Jersey has the largest racial disparity of incarcerated citizens in the country. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we were arresting. 32,000 people a year for low-level, nonviolent, minor possession of cannabis. And 80% of those people look like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's something to get to that point. You know, that's something else that didn't happen. That's not happenstance or some fluke. 
You know, that takes a while. And when you look, take a deeper dive, you realize that, you know, um, a lot of the resistance that you get when it comes to cannabis legalization is because, you know, a lot of careers were made off of this, right. you know, a lot of, lot of reputations, you know, um, you're, you're messing with three types of money here in New Jersey with cannabis legalization. You're messing with old money. That's the yeah. pharmaceutical industry who's been here for generations. You mess, you mess with long money. That's the alcohol industry who's been here for generation. And then you miss messing with big money, which is the prison industrial complex, which right. has been thriving. Right. And so you have these folks and, and, and listen, a lot of the people whose watch this happened on, they're still in our state house. Yeah. So yeah. that, that, that whole way of thinking, you know what I'm saying? Is, 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 is something that is really, really, it's, it's, it's embedded, you know, to a, to a, a, a very hard degree. And when you look at the current racial and political climate of these United States, mind you, post-COVID, you know, right. truth be told, the whole world now qualifies for a medical marijuana card. Just We've all got PTSD now, yep. Yep. Anxiety and PTSD, post-traumatic stress COVID. <laughs> so, right. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, and, and, and what I'm figuring out is, you know, because y'all know me, I don't meet a stranger, so I'm talking to everybody. You know, I don't care. Um, but what I'm finding out is that, you know, as you, the, the, as I travel around the country talking with folks, that, you know, uh, the time for oxymoronic politics is over. It's over, yeah. You know, um, we, we were attacked a little over a year ago in, our, in, the, in the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? So this is some, these are some very serious times. And, you know, even look at the, the when you look at what happened during the shutdown, you right. know, Cannabis businesses were deemed unnecessary at first. And then as time went on, you know, we were deemed necessary businesses. And so needed it. Right. But then, you know, cannabis federally is still looked at as a schedule one drug. And in order to be a schedule one drug, you have to have you have to hit three markers. I mean, all three, not two out of three, not one of the three, but three markers, which is highly addictive. You know what I'm saying? You need a doctor to administer. And I'm missing one. I'm having a moment, y'all. Forgive me. Uh, what's the third one? Uh, oh, um, has no, has to have zero. Medical value, right? No medical value. value. Right. Okay, wait a minute. Hold up. <clears throat> straight. Let me, let me get this straight. Well, okay. All right. Let me get this straight. You telling me that cannabis has to have zero medicinal value. Zero. But you have state medical marijuana programs. Well, that's in Connecticut. They did move it to Schedule 2, and that's how they got around it. But you're right. Most states still have it on Schedule 1. And, and you know what? Schedule 2 scares the hell out of me because you know what that does? That, that leaves the door open for it to go to FDA, Big pharmaceuticals, yep. and it'll get, it'll get held up. Scary that would effectively yeah. end... The entire cannabis industry. Imagine insurance getting involved in that. Oh, my God. The biggest thing is I think we want to make sure we put the idea that we're looking to deschedule it, not reschedule it. Well, I was part of that lawsuit against the Department of Justice to get cannabis completely descheduled. And went as far as the Supreme Court, who ultimately decided not to hear our case, it was 
right? It went to the Supreme Court around the same time that. Yeah, yeah. RBG died. And so, you know, that was, you know, most folks, again, looking at history, the whole new audience and whatnot, most folks don't realize how close we really came to getting cannabis uh, completely descheduled. I mean, I really think it's time to just get rid of that whole schedule. Look who put it together. Richard Nixon over 50 years ago. It doesn't apply today. We have new science. We have new research since then. It's time to either eliminate it or revise the entire thing because it doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't work. And I think that's when the, the, you know, the issue of federal legalization comes up. I think that needs to be addressed when as a part of that discussion because well, that you know, schedule doesn't work. <laughs> Joe, you know, I, I like to swing the big stick early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so at this point, you know, before I even entertain those kinds of conversations, you know, I often try to tell people, first and foremost, you know, what we are talking about has a zero in the kill column. Right. No one has ever died in the history from of the world. cannabis. Right. That's one of our. That's our best defense. <laughs> right. There's no lethal dose. You cannot. Yeah. Like, yeah there's no lethal yeah. dose of so, cannabis. So how right. can it be dangerous when there's lethal dose of alcohol, lethal dose of cocaine, lethal dose of heroin? You know what I mean? But yeah, cannabis is. Come on. Again, come on. Remember what I said. The time for oxymoronic politics is is over. It's over. You know, it's, and, it's all and, right. You know, and what's interesting, you know, and this is what's really interesting because again, I tell people this all the time. If you don't have a political calendar persuasion to your overall business strategy, you're screwed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you need to know. You, 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 if you're wanting to get into this industry or whatever, you need to be a, 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 a keenly aware of how laws are being made, what this is like right now. This is midterm. Right. This is a midterm year. They're going to you know be tink- they're going to be playing with those laws to make themselves look good. I mean, I'm sure you know you you like I, I said it with the last guest. Just because legalization went through, the work is not over. Because no, no, the no, legislators no, no. I, actually that's when the work the hard work actually begins. Began. We literally went like I got all these gray hairs and stuff. We went through the battle. Now the war starts. Right. Just so I can get started, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, damn, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, really? You know, and, and again, you know, like, what's interesting here, too, let me tell you all this, right? So, New Jersey, uh, we legalized for adult use via ballot referendum last November, right. right? Right. And when we did that, we did it with 67% of the vote, which was a record, which is a record, you know what I'm saying? Right. No state who has legalized through a ballot referendum has gone any higher than 67%. I think California did it with 60%. Right. You know, um, oh, and so we're getting cut us, off, Leo. Huh? We're getting cut off. We ran up. How would people contact you, Leo? How do we oh, get in touch with you and hear your podcast medi- and everything? Uh, minorities for yeah. medical marijuana. Yes. Everything for Leo Bridgewater is uh, so everything, Leo Bridgewater, social media, it's all Leo Bridgewater. Again, you can find me with m4mmunited.org. Shout out to my co-host with Smoking Heroes podcast, Eugene Monroe. You know, uh, that's going to be, that podcast is more, it's going to be more like a fly on the wall moment for our audience. You know, 
we we want we we want you to walk away just like we're doing here with actionable items, things that you can literally wrap your brain around, you know, and actually move because as 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 we're, we are underestimating this new crowd of people who just want to know what do I do next and how do I right. get it done? You know, uh, right. again, uh, engage your, your, your veteran community. You know, these, we, we can move mountains, you know, right. um, and, and, you know, uh, 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 oh, I'm, I'm, I'm missing it all. <laughs> all right, Leo, we will be in touch. Listen to your podcast. You can get in touch with you, Lou or I through Greenhaven Media on Facebook, Instagram, Make sure to tune in to all the other great shows we have with Grant Ellis, Peasy, and the Still Token guys. And Leo, we hope to bring you in as part of the family, too. Awesome, man. I love you guys. Be safe out there. I will talk to you. All right, man. We'll see you soon. Thank you, man. Love you. Love you. All right, boss. My room is still messed up. And I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Love you. Love all the listeners. Before I got high, come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, la, da, da, I'm taking it next semester, and I know why. Why, man? Why? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next. Go to the next. Go to the next. Uh, I was going to go to court yeah. before I got high. Uh, I was going to pay my child support. But then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh, yeah. They took my whole.